I remember when we used to have like science fair days and like they'd just be like, I don't know, do an experiment and be like, oh, which popcorn pops the fastest or, you know, whatever right. the fuck you yeah. could think of. And then you got little Michael, little kid Michael Sheen over there just being, being like, asking, I fucked my teacher's... Whose who's popcorn pops who's? the fastest? I fucked <laughs> my teacher's wife to find out what, what nut pops the fastest. <laughs> what happens when you nut but she's still sucking? <laughs> what happens physiologically? <laughs> But look on Steven's face. <laughs> like, I could, I could still be on that date. <laughs> Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. Who here would call himself a master of sex? Humble, humble. Four <laughs> men. No one even, no yeah, one even raised their hand as a bit. No one even was like, "Let the me tell is, you." We all I just can't sat compare there. myself to the greats, <laughs> like Michael Sheen, legendary <laughs> stick man. The thing is, number one, in order to master ten thousand hours, do I think I've had sex for ten thousand hours? No, I don't think so. Number two, I was prepared <laughs> to call myself a master of sex for many bits, but. When asked the question directly, <laughs> no, I don't think I could. I don't think I could just say yes. Folks, it is that time once again, and this time we are here under observation. We are conducting a very serious study, so we would appreciate it if you take this with humor, because this is an essential part of life, listening to, as you know, the podcast that is dedicated to covering the first and last episode of every television show in existence which is why we have been gathered here today to discuss the Showtime television program, Masters of Sex. I am Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, he's looking through the peephole of a hotel <laughs> as a part of a scientific study. It's Travis Marmon. Uh, I clocked your climax at 11 seconds. He's mounting a camera to the end of a dildo. It's Matt Siani. What are you, a girl? And stealing our scientific research and starting his own clinic... Uh, Stephen Doughton is not able to join us today, or maybe will be joining us later. We are never quite sure. We are getting a search warrant for his home, <laughs> and then <laughs> and I get to show up as a part him. of the. I get to show up as a part of the search warrant and be like, I also get to come in, which is not how that works. <laughs> no, that's that's how it works. She's there because she has to confirm that the property that okay. they're finding. Yeah, I think that's probably a thing. I like the idea that your enemies also get to come. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, actually, Stephen has a thing that's perfectly written to the show, which is that he has gone to Woodstock or whatever with a bunch of dirty hippies. The hippies in this show, when they briefly appear, and that one boyfriend from the from New Girl is also there, and is like, I hate hippies, but I love you, or whatever. And, and multiple moments of this show, Masters of Sex, a show that I'm sure everyone has been... Demanding us to watch all of the, the Sheen heads out there getting ready for me to talk about Michael Sheen's dating life. I make sure that I say the correct Sheen because my brain has not wanted to do that ever in his career. Um, they all got yeah. hyped up from watching the video of him uh, like trying to encourage the Welsh national football I mean, team that, or whatever. Listen, and they're like, I need to just explore this guy's entire filmography. Kind of, that video is fucking hyped as hell, though. When he calls them, like, sons of wind and speed, I was like, yeah, let's fucking go, dude. Let's fucking go. 
when he's like, let's give him a little kiss or whatever it was. And you're like, yeah, well, <laughs> fucking knock the English on their ass. Let's do it. And you're just like, yeah. Welsh people, you're crazy. Uh, we love you. We love you here, as you know. Uh, what we maybe will find out if we love is Masters of Sex, the uh, American television drama series created uh, by Michelle Ashford that was based on the story of William Masters and Virginia Johnson. Uh, and uh, they're, they're pioneering research in human sexuality, and it was specifically adapted from the book uh, Masters of Sex, The Life and Times of William Masters and Virginia Johnson, The Couple Who Taught America to Love by uh, Thomas Mayer. Uh, the show ran from September 2013 No, no, no. Hold on. September 19th, 2013. Two. Do you know what day in... Is it like November 9th, 2016? November 13th, so it's right after. It's right after. (laughs) Trump got elected and they were like, no more sex. No more (laughs) masters of sex. Before Trump's election, we used to have masters and we used to have sex. We had masters (laughs) of sex. And now we have none of those. Wow. Yeah, once I saw that, it it immediately... It also debuted September 11th, 2016, that last season. Wow. there's so yeah, much the, the, so much meaning in all of this uh, numerology. The shows that came out, the shows and movies that were released like immediately after the presidential election in 2016 are some of the most memory hold things of all time where you're just like, <laughs> yeah, we were all just in a daze and yeah. no one remembers. <laughs> Let's see what the November 13 box office was. <laughs> yeah, do people go to movies to escape? I remember I saw I went and saw Napalm Death that weekend. I was like, this feels like the, a good time to do this. The top, the top uh, ten. Doctor Strange, okay. Trolls, Arrival, Almost <laughs> Christmas, Hacksaw Ridge, wow. The Accountant, Inferno, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, the Jack Reacher sequel, Boo, A Medea Halloween. <laughs> and shut in. I've heard of most of those okay, movies like are not real. One of these. I was like, I think those did okay in cultural memory. I mean, Doctor Strange Arrival is a very acclaimed film. The trolls have been dominating the box office or something. Yeah, and, and you, that you also love did the worst song of all time. You uh, love uh, the accountant. Uh, I um, my dad and I almost saw the accountant in Chicago when we were trying to figure out stuff to do, and then didn't. Uh, Matt, which one's uh, which one's the accountant? That. Do you know? The accountant, yeah, is um, Charlize Theron, who is in uh, deep cover uh, as an accountant, but is actually bringing down the, like a Mexican drug cartel. Nope, it's the Ben Affleck uh, CPA with high functioning autism who uncooks the books for mafia, and then uh, because of that becomes an expert killer or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Inferno, I assume, is of the Dan Brown, like the, that trilogy, the Da Vinci yes, Code stuff. Yes, I think that's the one Which that feels like McGregor. a very memory hold fr- film franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also memory hold, Masters of Sex. Travis, it was your pick this week? Yes, it was. And a um, little peek behind the curtain for those of you at home. This episode was a fucking pain to find because everyone forgot about Masters of Sex. Travis, yeah. why did you pick Masters of Sex? Yeah, in addition to what Ian was saying, in addition to what Ian saying, like I assumed I'd have easy access to the show through my parents' Showtime account, but it's not on the Showtime app either. Um, 
Yeah, Master of Sex. Do I, you think it was actually you could find it, but you had to search Masters of S Asterix S? No. <laughs> it is truly not on there. Uh, it can only be purchased. I don't know why. Uh, I did think it seemed like an interesting show conceptually. It's kind of interesting to think about as like kind of an also ran during the peak prestige era. Um, it is, yeah, clearly trying to capitalize on Mad Men. Um, as it far is, as it is the most uh, we have Mad Men at home. <laughs> yeah, 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 trying to do that, but more titillating. Um, no, it's not. And imagine, and Ian, imagine thinking, "Oh, I'm going to make a more titillating Mad Men." Yeah, yeah. Just because <laughs> like they one show, of the sexiest shows ever made. <laughs> just because the show can show you boobs does not mean it is more titillating <laughs> than Mad Men. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, and I also, as Ian noted when we were uh, talking last week, I love Lizzie Kaplan. Um, part, party down! I love Party Down, uh, which just wrapped up its comeback season. Uh, although she wasn't on it, uh, except spoilers uh, in the post-credit scene in the last episode. Um, I feel like Travis, you are not necessarily a person who's like a celebrity crush person. You know, you like to only very periodically drop a horny on main tweet about, you know, maybe Alex Morgan dropping a piano on your head <laughs> or whatever it was. I've never been said. one of those people. But, but you did do I've that. I've silently nodded at those people. No, you did that one. You were like, was it, would it be uncouth of me to say? Like, you were like, ah, wouldn't it be funny if I said this? And then by doing that, you said it. Um, but um, I feel like in the, the pantheon of, of, of women that Travis has expressed deep attraction to, uh, the ones that immediately clocked in my brain were Darcy Carden and <laughs> Lizzie Kaplan, and you have a the, type like that. The ones that. I try to, yeah, the ones I try to boost because I'm like, no one's talking about this, but or whatever. Because so they're many not, like, people an a- are talking about. Lizzie everyone Kaplan. knows that they're hot, but she's not an A-list star or whatever. She's still right. to most people as Janice Ian from Mean Girls. She was she was on True Blood for multiple episodes. Uh, that show doesn't exist to me. I don't know she who the fuck was on so True Blood besides who we saw. Characters. Yeah, this is the first thing um, I, to my knowledge, ever saw her in. But it yeah, seems that we have had a reconciliation, lady. though, and that we are no longer suing Stephen and keeping and taking the key or changing out the locks. Uh, Stephen, much like uh, Kendall Roy, has decided to uh, to confess to attempting to establish uh, his own podcast that covers the sex lives of others, and we're going to bring him back into the fold. Stephen, you here with us now? Lizzie Kaplan, hot, is I believe what you were talking about. That is what we were talking about. Travis said that he likes to uh, tell people this because it boosts, because people don't know that Lizzie Kaplan is hot. (laughs) A lesser known. People that know who she is know that she's hot, but she's not an A-list name. No, no, she isn't. That's what I'm getting at. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. She's really hot. Um, My girlfriend said, imagine having those boobs um, (laughs) multiple times. Did you? Did you then imagine, what if you had those? 100%, of course. What what if I had how, a, how did that go? What, what if Steven just showed up and you just had a killer rack? I've thought about that plenty. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> looks exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> thought about that. I thought about that quite a bit. But I was thinking uh, when I was watching this show about ways that I could make the podcast better. And I thought maybe getting closer to the material of the podcast would be important. And there's really no, yeah. actually, unfortunately, we any have to watch way. the shows together. There's actually no way for us to do that. Other well, than I think it would be true to the study uh, if you, Matt we participated in the study. Yeah, you could you could come over and watch the show as much. 
as you would like. <laughs> we can watch both episodes together. I just think I just think scientifically speaking, it would be soundest if you know for for the sake of other participants, Ian and Travis, if we didn't have this sort of weird bias. So I think we're jumping ahead. Absolutely wild way to end an episode. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Some predatory shit, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did view it as an endorsement of that behavior. So yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Michael Sheen. Yes, I w- I've been wanting to talk about this since I watched the episodes on Saturday, because um, I did some research on Michael Sheen. Now, yeah. we all know, of course, because we 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 all share a brain. Michael Sheen uh, was married to uh, or was with Kate Beckinsale for eight years. They have a, a daughter together. Uh, and you would think, you hear that and you think to yourself, right, yeah, yeah, they were both in the Underworld movies. That makes sense. They probably met at Underworld. No, they actually met before that. And um, uh, they, they were in a touring production together. And they, they, they started living together early. And um, they moved to Los Angeles in 2003 because Beckinsale was cast in Underworld. And she persuaded the director to cast Michael Sheen in Underworld with her because they were together. And then on set... Kate Beckinsale fell in love with the director and left Michael Sheen for the director that she had convinced to put Michael Sheen in the movie. Yikes. That's a no-no, Kate. Anyways, they still get along great, and they did a great job raising their child, and my understanding is every now and then uh, Michael Sheen comes to town and they fuck, because that's what Sarah Silverman says happens, (laughs) because she dated Michael Sheen for four years. And was also on this show. Yeah, because they were together during that. But I did not know that she dated Michael Sheen. Yeah, they were together during that period. This was right after he had been with um, uh, Rachel McAdams, who he got with uh, while doing Midnight in Paris. Uh, legendary sick wow. man, Michael Sheen. We this love your guy, energy. I would say, guy. was she also in a brunette Holy era man. at that time? I feel like he. I'm starting to sense uh, a, 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 a type? I don't some know. Some sort of type for Michael Sheen. And of course, he fucked Liz Lemon. Uh, Wesley Snipes, one of the greatest <laughs> characters in 30 Rock history. <laughs> Look at me! I'm... <laughs> I'm what Wesley Snipes should look like. <laughs> Didn't you watch Chums? If I say the name John Madden, does that make any... Well... <laughs> I'm sorry. If bro. I say... <laughs> yes. What about him? Not I that know one. that there are other John Maddens. <laughs> That's yeah. I, went, I was like reading and processing. And I was like, oh, it's that John Madden. And then I was like, That's not going to mean anything to them, but I want to touch John it. Madden now with I, a telest- watching with a telestrator yeah. on the people that are having sex in the lab. Yeah. If you look over The here. first thing you want to do is some foreplay. <laughs> the clitoris uh-huh. right here. Boom. You're trying try to sick up your breathing. <laughs> <laughs> John Madden is the director of the first episode. He also directed um, Shakespeare Boom. in Love. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Of course. Cool. Or if you're a real freak, um, Captain Corelli's Mandolin, the <laughs> movie where I think... <laughs> movie I've fa- seen one screenshot of many times on... Yeah, like, it's like the Nicolas Cage is an Italian soldier during World War II love story with, I want to say, Penelope Cruz. Yes. Uh, he also would later to go on to direct The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. And it's follow-up, the second best exotic marigold This hotel. guy makes movies for old ladies, is how it feels. Hey, he also made Operation Mincemeat. What are these movies? What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it is cool they made a second best exotic marigold hotel. Okay, how, so good, how big is the marigold universe? Okay, what now hold the? on. Well, hold on. Let me, let me answer Matt, some of Matt's questions. 
<laughs> let me let me start with that. Uh, operation Mincemeat was an operation to invade Italy during World War II. It just yes. has a stupid name. Yeah. So it's like you hear that name, you're like, "What the fuck is that movie?" But yeah, that's that's a movie with also involved in uh, Operation Mincemeat for naval intelligence was uh, Ian Fleming. So Bond draws a lot from that experience. Uh, hmm. Captain so, Crelly's mandolin, it's self-evident. Uh, the best exotic marigold hotel is uh, like the British Avengers in that it's like Judy Dench <laughs> and Bill Nye and um, <laughs> Tom Wilkinson. And they like go to India on vacation and Dev Patel is there. And uh, it's just like, yeah, it's like a bunch of British people run a hotel or move to a hotel in, 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 uh, in like India. And so that's the best... Uh, exotic mm. marigold hotel. Uh, it was. It's that film, of course, is notable because it was written by Ol Parker, who would later go on to create Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, a fantastic sequel to a bad movie. Anyways, sure. Um, this is what's happening inside my brain. I have had. I have unfiltered yeah. access. Classic, classic prestige TV thing to do. Get a notable film director to do your pilot. Yeah. Get a guy who Happens directed. Yeah, get a guy who directed a film that won Best Picture that everyone forgot about. People don't forget about Shakespeare in Love because it's an eternal thing people are mad about winning. So it's mem- it's remembered for that because it was also, the Saving Private Ryan year. You know you know it's a prestige era television show of this program if you can check the directing credits and you see Adam Arkin directed an episode because he loves <laughs> to direct television in addition to being in the shows he's in hmm. and um, Miguel Sapachek. You see those names, you're like, Oh, yeah, we're dealing with an HBO-adjacent show that's got some juice behind it, yeah. but no one's going to remember. Also, Karen Kusama directed the penultimate episode because she also likes to hang around and do these things. So and why? why they can get all these very good, or ostensibly great directors, uh, but it does seem as though they don't hire I would only call Karen any, Kusama good out of that group. But, like, known, I guess. I, why Press. can they not hire a single skilled writer on these shows? Well, they are usually the product. Well, it's because television is usually the product of. Well, it's because the way it works is like, in a gross oversimplification, television is the writer's medium and film is the director's medium, and so the director, the writer, will have greater control over a television program. Yeah, and usually is put in a higher position of power in those situations. Yeah, yeah. TV and, directing is just like we put someone in the chair this week. Right. It feels yeah. like like so many TV episodes are directed by people that are on the show that do one off, but they don't seem any notably different than any other one. Like there are uh, a few except, TV directors except for the X Files, where every Duchovny episode is batshit. Uh, which is, <laughs> yeah. Or there's stuff that's like Breaking Bad. It was like, oh, Michelle McLaren did this one, so that's a banger episode. Ryan yeah. Johnson. Like, it's yeah. so it's yeah, yeah. so easy to tell which episodes of Twitter. The Quentin Tarantino ER episode. Directed. Fascinating True. thing. People are still letting Direction TV is, writers write speeches. Hey, hey, hey. Sometimes they're good. The it, problem is is that it's hard it's hard to make ten episodes of anything, is what I've determined. Well then don't. <laughs> that's why we only watch two. Don't. How about don't make them? British British TV. Three episodes per season. Yeah. Let's do it. Three episodes. That's fine. One movie. Just make a movie. Uh, Make a one hour long movie. That's on HBO. Okay. It doesn't have to be an hour long. I'm seeing Drive My Car. 28 minutes long movie. HBO. I'm Matt. I'm seeing Drive My Car for the, the, the third time this week. It will be the second time in theaters. Friends are renting a theater. I'm so excited. And in the back of my brain is going to be the thought that Matt would cut this down to 72 minutes, and I'm kind of curious be, what it would look it'd like. It would be so good, dude. <laughs> it, boy, would it sing. 
I can't wait for the day, like, on Christmas or, like, my birthday one year where I wake up and I just have a text from you that's a Google Drive link. And it is just, like, a 68-minute cut of the social network. <laughs> the Siani cut. The Siani cut. Had anyone had any relationship with Masters of Sex? No. No. Other than, you know, being a master of sex. This doesn't work because I said no earlier. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't work yet. We no, already, no. We're, I, I consider myself more of a, a Johnson of sex. Um, <laughs> but I have not had much experience with the show. <laughs> it Gautins is funny that sex. her last name is Johnson. Uh, so, um, Masters of Sex is about the guy after Kinsey or whatever. We, we, we um, did that while you were gone. We talked about great. what the show is. So, okay. Do we want to talk about the plot, or can I talk about the the vibes I got from this first episode? Or do you could talk vibes. Wait? Yeah, that's we don't. Fine. I I think sometimes I our, thought you were about to get into the history of sexology, and then I was like going to be like, go on, but no, <laughs> this works that would, also. That would be fun. Um, I I did like the fact that this show is just so ridiculously prude, um, and while also being insanely horny. You know, sometimes. Uh, 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 the plot of a movie will be complex, but you'll be like, this is really about the director's struggle with this idea. Yeah. The easiest, and, and that idea is just so specific to that director, like their life. And I mean, the easiest one maybe is The Wind Rises, where it's like Hayao Miyazaki struggling with the fact that people might can do anything with his art the same way people can take that guy's planes to war. I don't know if you can think of any other examples, but it's oftentimes like it's clearly just this director's struggle with being a director versus what the movie's actually about. Mm -hmm. I thought every single time your man's boss was like, this is just smut that whoever was the showrunner this was just the conversation he was having with the executives. Uh, this is a female-run show. Either way, like Th this person's like talking to the showrunners and it's like, this is going to be an artful thing. And they're like, no, this is smut. Your it, reputation will be I'm tarnished. Not, it's showtime. The conversation is actually them going, yeah, it it's the not opposite. enough smut. <laughs> and oh, she's right. like, it's yeah, an art no, thing. You're right. No, you're right. Uh, do you guys know what uh, show creator and developer Michelle Ashford's upcoming project is? Uh, is it a ripoff of Breaking Bad somehow? I know this because I was looking at her page earlier, and I believe that's already <laughs> well, what's, out. Travis. What's really what's like a popular show of like two uh, years it ago? It did premiere at it did premiere at Sundance, but yeah. it has not been uh, theater released. Uh, she did the Cat Person movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she wrote Cat Person. Why not? Uh, and also wrote on Operation Mincemeat. Um, prior to this, she did the Pacific miniseries and the John Adams miniseries with Paul Giamatti. Which huh. which original shows were those based on? <laughs> the the original show of the United States circa late eighteenth century. Anyway, yeah. The show did notably have like a largely female writer's room and stuff. I think you can tell. Maybe that's why it's not as smutty. <laughs> I don't know. I mean it definitely didn't feel like I like I, I expected this show to f make me feel like I needed to take a shower afterwards. Just like with yeah. like the way that like in the way that like Californication did. Yes, I was going to say exactly. It's like people aren't just all having only cowgirl sex all the time with the guy kind of obscured and just tits in your face. Yeah. Though it was Even mostly tits in your face on the and show. absolutely yeah. no male nudity. So yeah. I can't believe this show didn't show a hog. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm sure it, at some point. I'll it's remind run, you of the HBO hog. ad 
of the woman sitting on the couch with her dog saying, Thank you, HBO, for letting me see a grown man naked. Showtime did not clear that bar. Very sad. Did Masters of Sex ever show a dick? It was a sticking point for fans of this show. It's it's been often discussed. Every like review that I read or whatever after I watched the show was like the notoriously like uh, scant male nudity or whatever. Okay, so there's only 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 dildos. I'm no glad dildos. I searched this. Uh, so I, I searched, you know, did, did Masters of Sex ever show a dick? And it led me to a complex article. The true story behind Masters of Sex is wilder and weirder than the show lets on. And, you know, you, you start and you're just, just like, oh, okay, the therapy was pricier. Uh, a two-week course was uh, $10,000 for two weeks. Like to see, like to get therapy from them after yeah. they'd established their practice. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, oh, they partied harder. You know, they mentioned Hugh Hefner at one point in the episode, uh, in the finale. So, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, some of the results were dubious. And, you know, it's like, oh, their relationship was stranger. Uh, the university was actually cool with the research. The sex was kinkier. The amount of sex was staggering. Masterson's son is a pervert. Ulysses <laughs> was downright dangerous. And then you're like, wait, hold on a sec. What, what is that one? Yeah, so uh, uh, William Masters III uh, had run-ins with the law for publicly exposing himself in Central Park and Michigan River. He uh, was completely nude and yelling for the attention of two female kayakers. So when just, was this? Uh, sometime in his life. So I just like the idea of the Nazi boy from Knives Out, you know, screaming like that. Oh, his son. Yeah. Did the article mention how much less hot they were in real life? I was disappointed. <laughs> uh, I learned that from TV trips, I believe. That yeah, that, uh, especially because they, they give Michael Sheen really luxurious hair at yeah, the end. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> and it's like no, he was an old bald guy from the start. Yeah, he looked fucking awesome at the end. The the, the like, the, <laughs> I mean Sheen. As masters at the end, he looked like a yeah. stately vampire, and uh, they also gave them like extra children. Oh, he looks like, wait, you mean he looks like he does at the end of the Twilight films? Yeah, right. <laughs> Lizzie's character—it's they should have cast somebody much uglier in the show. Is all I'm saying. No, I She's, mean, did you guys yeah. see my tweet about the 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 real life soccer coach and Michael Fassbender in the new movie playing him? Yeah, I didn't no. know what was going on with it but i saw you tweet that what was going on with it was me saying what the guy looks like in real life what the guy looks like <laughs> in the movie he looks like bill nye the science guy if he was dutch and then it was played by michael fassbender who is <laughs> jacked <laughs> as hell <laughs> yeah i mean that happens yeah See, the thing is most people who act professionally who get more than bit parts are hot so if yeah yeah you got you kind of hotties fred melamed I bet he showed up in this show at some point. Not that I could find, but what I, I was looking. But yes, we got some Margot Martin. Is this our first Margot Martindale this actual is our appearance? First. She's probably been on 40% of the shows that we've covered, but just not in the episodes that we've seen. Yeah, I don't remember her being in the uh, Americans episodes. And I know she's no, she one. was not. Yeah, we love when Margot Martindale appears as a flustered secretary. So we're, we're introduced. The show takes place in St. Louis. Um, because it started at Washington University, where Masters works at the hospital. William Masters, uh, he's a gynecologist, and he is trying to discreetly study sex and what happens to the human body during sex, and he is doing this uh, right now by watching a sex worker uh, with a john. uh, He has 
Undiagnosed ADHD. Yeah. That's what I've determined. Because he did not think to schedule his, I'm uh, I am getting a, an award. I am at a gala, and I am getting an award in my honor, and I must be like, well, I'll uh, let somebody else give the speech because I have to go. And then he, you know, goes across town to uh, stare through a peephole and watch uh, a woman have sex. Yeah, watch watch a John go town on this worker as she does a bunch of she fakes an orgasm by just going, "Oh my god, oh my god," or whatever <laughs> as was, much as possible. <laughs> oh my god, Be- extremely nasally. Oh my god, very yeah, very similar to this Eugene. is a very specific thing. But there's a legendary um, Chicago sports radio call uh, of a dude calling into Boris and Bernstein and saying that LeBron James was not one of the top 10 players in the NBA and listing increasingly worse players than LeBron James as better than him. And every time the host challenged him, he'd go, oh, my God, in the like, thickest Chicago accent over and over again until they eventually start yelling at him. They go, stop saying, oh, my God, because he cannot stop doing it. <laughs> it's a great call. Anyways, so if you were having sex with someone and you were going down on them and then they were like, oh, my God, how would you how would you handle that? <laughs> what, do assume, they talk like that assume, normally? I would assume it was. A yeah, was, yeah, it'd like, be like, oh, I'm fucking Fran like, Drescher. Awesome. Is this is this a <laughs> Lois Griffin impression or what's going on here? OK, so you're having sex with someone and they start doing a bit. Instant. That's happened. I just yeah. You gotta yeah. leave, and you gotta not you not <laughs> say another word. Of this. You gotta leave, Matt, Stephen. Never been harder. I do in my this life. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No. I actually need of, this to complete. The, <laughs> it's kind of the vibe <laughs> for me. Um, I've told you about. Have I have I talked about my? I will, I will not name my friend on the podcast. Um, although they might listen. Uh, have I talked to you about my friend who was da- who is an improviser who was dating another improviser, and I asked her how it was going and how I couldn't picture them being like serious enough to like get intimate in that way because they were always turned on. One of those one of those uh, comedians is always turned on, not turned on. You know what I mean? He's always they're always on in, in the in the comedy. Yeah, mode got yeah. it. I wasn't like, following. Not like turned that. on, just <laughs> yeah. on. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, you couldn't picture um, him together because he was so horny all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I'm gonna have some like, later questions when this story always is Always doing done. bits, always doing characters. You'd never yeah. have like a heart to heart like conversation. And she was like, "Yeah, it's better. It's better now. It took me a while to get him to stop going <laughs> every time he came." <laughs> It's like, why did he do that? She's like, thought it was funny. <laughs> Imagine thinking that's funny. I just hope it wasn't. He, I hope he didn't do that funny. from the first time onward. I hope there were. There was at least an Every established sexual time. relationship. How is there another out. time? If you do that the first time. <laughs> if you've listen, truly found all, the one. Listen, listen, Matt. 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 They're not together, so Matt, I yeah. hope that he's good. <laughs> also, also, Matt, we're all just little perverts. We're all just little freaks. You know, for some people, that it works. It's why we must put on a bow tie and study horniness as coldly and clinically as possible. I thought the most unrealistic thing about this show, there were a lot of things that felt like exaggerated. And sure, I was not a, alive in whatever, 1950, whatever the fuck this takes place in. 57, um, I believe, the first episode. But there's just no way that men 
especially men who were like interested in sex at all, did not know that women sometimes faked orgasms. There's just no way. I'm not buying that. If you've never considered the other person and never successfully given one to someone, I guess I could see how you'd be duped by someone. But no, no, just no. saying. I'm oh my god! About, I'm not talking about being duped. I'm talking okay. about hearing. Just didn't it know it's even a thing at all from a sex worker, and not understanding why it might be a good idea for them. Like uh, yeah. it's such an easy step. Is to it? Take. Yeah. Is even is this a real biographical detail about this guy that no. he's like Which is the thing that was funny. That this whole episode is him being so preoccupied stupid. with like women fake they it sometimes. Constantly. <laughs> constantly. This seems like I a Showtime like added detail in that case. This that this is like one of the most Showtime things about the show. This felt like what happens, like in every show ever. And I'm, I'm going to put my red pill hat on for a second. This feels like what happens every time ever when I know. Sorry for those faces. When like w- when like women are very reasonably and accurately like no women has ever been been, been like this. <laughs> like this is too, not no man has ever been like this. Obviously, plenty of men have been like this, but this guy, no way, not a chance. Uh, he doesn't exist no because of like the Italian method or something. Like it's I, like a known thing, but he thinks it's like a, a an urban legend almost. I think it's consistent with the characterization being provided by Michael Sheen, who is playing a robot that is fascinated by human yeah. sex because he cannot experience it himself. Yeah, which yeah, is why he's terrible. speaking to it in good, that way. Absolutely good awful character. as a lead. Great Michael D&D Sheen is character. great. Horrible, <laughs> horrible, like horrible lead character. His vibes are terrible. Well, p- great performance. Yeah, great would performance. Leave the room just with boring as shit to watch. Would leave the room with first season him. Last season him, I'd be like, yo, let's get in that MG that your Nazi son just drove off. Let's <laughs> chase after it. <laughs> Michael Sheen chasing after a car. I was like, this is great. I, he's going to yeah. catch it too. Yeah, he is then, yeah, he totally changes course on like how he wants to study when he yeah learns that sometimes women fake orgasm. He truly cannot believe that it's a common thing to do. So yeah, he tries to begin his more of his covert study. He talks to the, after talking to the sex worker, she's like, you need a female partner who would understand these things because you as a man don't get it. That's and, so like, much more polite a good than judge. how she says it. Cause she like basically like is ashing a cigarette and eating a cheeseburger simultaneously while yeah. she is telling him this. She's like, she's you doing, fucking dumbass. She is doing too much and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. She sounds like Marissa Tomei uh, and my cousin Vinny, and it's great. <laughs> the perfect woman? Yeah, the perfect <laughs> And the next time someone's like, what's the hottest anyone's ever looked in a film? I'm going to respond with that. Uh, definitely what I've seen thrown out there before. Yeah, and at home, he's also trying to get his wife pregnant um, and failing and also failing, and failing, and they have weird, awkward sex. Yeah, which faces, they don't look at each other, and he's like... This is the most efficient method. It's it's so great to to see all of that. And, you know, you watch Caitlin Fitzgerald, and you're like, man, there's no way this child is going to be normal. And <laughs> <laughs> you're correct in that assessment. But uh, only the only the second weirdest child I've seen of hers on screen, uh, behind the freak uh, prophet kid from it's Station uh, Eleven. Station Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, She's so great at playing a loving mother to an absolute freak child. Yeah. Dating Roman Roy counts as that also. Um, So we also get to, we do meet Virginia, played by Lizzie Kaplan. She is a divorcee with kids who is fucking one of the doctors at this hospital. Twice divorcee. 
Yeah. Well, what happens is that doctor sees... In real life, sees, three times, technically. Um, where the she doctor had, like, a two-day marriage. The, the doctor sees um, her right as she's gotten hired, and it's like, yo, who's that new girl? Isn't that how it was working out? Like, immediately... They're like, yeah, yeah. they heard she got divorced recently. Like, yeah, yeah. this dude, Ethan. Yeah, absolutely. Pouncing, uh, starts hooking up with her and she gets recruited by masters as his partner in the study. And she lies to the registrar or she lies to him and says that she's like in behavioral science classes or whatever. And is almost done with her degree, but that's not true. But she enrolls at the university. Well, she has kids and the registrar is like, you should focus on your kids. It's 1957. Uh, what happens in this all is, of course, that uh, she is she's interviewed for the position because of the fact that he's like, I need a I need an assistant that would be willing to do all of these things. And, you know, Margaret Martindale at first is like, you're interviewing candidates or you're replacing me. And then here's what like he just coldly is like, well, I would need someone who would be comfortable taking this, you know, doing this intakes. And she's like, what woman could hold her head up in church if she did this? Yeah. And then like flees the room and is like, think of the children. I love TV writing. Man. Good job, Margot. <laughs> Character actress Margot Martindale. Yeah, I cannot believe this is truly the first time we've actually gotten her on screen in a show that we've covered because she's in every show. Yeah. Uh, knocks out of the park every time. <laughs> One of your uh, friends. Yeah. <laughs> love to see her. You know, they have to find ways. To, you know, they basically have to start the study without telling the Bo Bridges character who's named Barton Scully, who's like a composite character of several real life people. Barton Scully. Uh, Barton Scully. I feel like it, you you shouldn't get to name character. They should have uh, retired the jersey of the name for Scully, Scully on yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, you don't if get it's to not do a real guy. Sorry. Like, oh, is, yeah. this, is this Scully's dad or who's this guy? <laughs> I I want to be clear. I want to be crystal clear. Bo Bridges is great. Bo Bridges. Oh, is sure, yeah. There's never once been a time in a movie where I've seen Bo Bridges and I was like, "You were the d- you were the first choice." <laughs> I have never thought that to myself. I have seen Bo Bridges and things, and I think to myself, "I wonder who turned this role down." Uh, Damn, this is a Damn. this is a Showtime show, so maybe nobody. Yeah, it was like certainly they didn't ask Jeff. I um, wonder how many times though they're like, "Can we get Jeff? Will Jeff pick up?" I mean, I mean, Jeff would have been weird at this role, and also yeah. was at a point in his career where he's increasingly unintelligible when he speaks, and it just would yeah. not have worked very well. Bo is on so many. Bo shows. makes sense for this, and again, he's great. We love Bo Bridges. We love him. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, fabulous Baker Boys. Great movie with the two of them and Michelle Pfeiffer. Great. It's just like there's that certain. It's the acting. It's the brothers of actors. It's the brothers that are also actors, and you yeah. see them, and you're like, "You wanted Brian Doyle Murray the whole time. You wanted him the whole time." <laughs> and like, that's... all right. I'm sorry, Brian Doyle Murray. Really Dave you do Frank want Carole. the whole time. Yeah, Brian Doyle Murray is such a specific vibe uh, that Bill doesn't have. It's uh, yeah. Different I, than, I like, get more getting... exciting when Brian Brian Doyle Murray yeah. is there. It's, than I, I do think more when you get Bill like the there. third Baldwin or whatever is yeah, kind of right. yeah, but yeah. Bo's like, I will not be funding this smut. Uh, so they're like, okay, we're gonna start doing this without telling him, and then show it to him when we already have results or whatever. We're bringing in volunteers. 
talking about making it sound uh virginia does the recruiting it makes it sound like they already have like a huge list of people who want to do it to make it seem more exciting there's a horny doctor exciting. in the office who's been like using a stethoscope through the walls to listen in on what they're doing and she recruits him she's like oh apparently nurses are his type we're just gonna tell yeah. him that he gets to fuck a nurse yeah you know a lot See, of ethical he's already doing um, that, problems he... with this study first they start with solo pleasure and they create a uh, big dildo with a camera on it and they name it ulysses yeah it's named ulysses and uh, i i wanted them to name it steely dan of course yeah it's the closest thing to a real life steely dan the prop master had a lot of fun on the show uh from my understanding from wikipedia <laughs> or like they he made it from scratch it was very hard to find um antique like images of, of sex toys from this era because it was so taboo um, I was personally, I was like, did they have, they meant when they mentioned vibrators the first time I was like, did they have vibrators in 1957? Travis, I would, I would Travis, Travis, that. Travis, Travis, as long as humanity has existed, we have been building toys to help us get off that. I mean, we've been putting phalluses inside things stuff, but if we've been making them vibrate, shot, yeah, first technology, uh, yeah. first chance we got <laughs> fucking clockwork vibrators, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're they're steam they're steam powered at this point. You know, they they yeah. make like a <laughs> 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 they have a hand crank. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's there's a guy back there just working the machine, <laughs> just turning it. It's actually it's a number of guys. It's like the uh, it's like the engine of the Titanic. It's you just need, underneath way more, the way more office guys that to, they're doing it. Way more guys to run a dildo than you do to actually yeah, have you got, sex. You got a bunch of guys <laughs> shoveling coal. <laughs> Yeah, but they're eventually able to get these two people in a room to have sex on in a lab with wires all over them and stuff. Um, a lot of things where I'm just like, did you see the wire yeah, that was attached get you the best to the results. lady's hair? It wasn't like attached no. to skin in any way. It was just clipped to like a part of her hair. Like, damn, dude, this science is airtight. <laughs> How many of us have ejaculated under a medical situation before? Yeah, I think it's only in... I think I did one time, yeah. <laughs> you, you think you did? I can't. Re- I can't. No one was. Wa- no one was watching you. No, correct? no one was watching me. No, I can't. Rem- I can't remember. No. Were you supposed to? Yeah, yeah. Was this during was your testicular contortion? Yeah, right. So there was the there was the uh, time I went to the hospital for testicular torsion, and the the actual treatment for testicular torsion was for me to come. But I can't remember where I came. <laughs> they were like, "Go home and so take care like of medical, that." It was like a medical. I counted. I counted. Did they I write counted, you a little note? <laughs> <laughs> Doctor's note. You had to present to class. No. <laughs> yeah. Looks like no nut November's over for you. Is what the note said. <laughs> but yeah, these two people have to have sex in a lab, which doesn't seem like a great way to get good results of like what sex is like honestly because it's such a weird highly specific situation that most people probably wouldn't be comfortable doing but they do uh they're they're fucking railing in there yeah i was gonna say you underestimate how horny this doctor is this doctor's very horny the nurse is very horny they're both doing this anonymously which probably is a bigger turn on for some people and they're doing this while being viewed through a one-way mirror um yeah it turns out the 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 whole um study is blown by the fact that everyone they've recruited is actually just uh, into uh, being um, exhibitionist uh, exhibitionist thank you exhibitionism yeah uh, I was like it's not voyeurs it's not voyeurs 
Yeah. Oh, the other, the other big thing that's going on uh, is that, so we talked about how the master's family can't get pregnant and he's making his wife go through fertility treatments that are extremely uncomfortable. Uh, but in reality, uh, the guy that is sleeping with Virginia pulled his file and sees that he has like a near zero sperm count. And he's just making his wife do this for his own ego, basically. This is, yeah, uh, this was not pretty, good to do. Pre- this was pretty brutal. The man had a lot of ethical problems, uh, which seems to be a recurring theme of the show. Yeah, I was like, there's the party, the dude hits Virginia, the one guy. Oh, yeah. The guy who's yeah, like, so what does a blowjob mean? <laughs> what are you, a girl? You know, various other things happen, but yeah, the main thing is. They get data on this one couple having sex, and then there is a conversation to end the episode uh, that is Masters being like, well, I basically he's like, I think uh, uh, maybe projecting uh, some of... I can't even... You're adding, you're adding too much it. hesitance into yeah. it. Yeah. He is so matter-of-fact about it. Yeah. Other than the fact that he's talking around it. And she's like, just fucking say it. And he's like, I think we should uh, have sex. He's basically like, we're too horny, and it is going to affect our data if we we're studying horny horny things and as we all know once we do that that's only given it's a it's a it's a it's a given that we will fall in love his argument was uh, so nothing (laughs) (laughs) basically like we must demystify our own horniness toward uh each other by uh participating in the study i was i thought maybe the writers could do a better job like using scientific language to be like oh if we're gonna have a double blind study (laughs) We got a double R pleasure. Well, I had no qualms <laughs> with it in, in terms of the... Yeah, you wait. You want it to be worse? <laughs> I thought about that for two seconds, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then he didn't, look up from his, he didn't look up from his paper while he did it, too, which was interesting. Like, he was just like, he wouldn't look at her. That was an interesting choice. Yeah, well, he sense. was afraid of the rejection. Made sense. You know, he's just like, oh, don't look at her, don't look at her, don't look at her. I'm, I'm, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. And she's like, uh, can I sleep on that? Like, <laughs> just let me, let me get back to you. And that's basically the end of the episode. A good, a genuinely a good end of an episode. Is, oh, yeah, like it was that. good. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was a good choice. Yes. Also, it's the th- it was yeah. extremely Mad Men-like, the way that this ended, I would say. Um, skillful. Not particularly Could interesting, Could you imagine John Hamm saying that to you, though? Oh jeez! Like, no, yeah, I no one would pause to think about it if John. Hamm's I would. I think we should have <laughs> sex for for science. I would definitely. <laughs> I, I I mean, obviously, I'm neither coercive enough or smooth enough to. But I would think about telling Lizzie Kaplan that we should have sex for science. If I thought it was <laughs> going to work. Just just on the street, you, you see her and you scream work. that. Uh, and she's yeah. like, oh, Master's a sex fan. Po- yeah, po- post that yeah. show. Yeah. reference. Post that show, it would just be really obnoxious and horrible. <laughs> like the, the, like the, the guy holding a sign at the NFL draft that just said, Mina Kimes prom. Oh, God. So who would watch more Master's of Sex? Not me. Uh, if it was 2013 and I was just yeah. like looking for a show that was no, on or whatever, I, I would have started this and I'd have been like, I'll give it like three. Yeah, I, I would, would be me. like, I would honestly, my first thought was, well, are Lizzie Kaplan and Michael Sheen going to have sex? I will find out next week. And yeah. instead, I found out that they apparently had lots of lots sex. Of, I mean, it was clear that that was going to happen. So here's the question, because I don't know. 
But we also here know everything about this podcast and this television program because that's how it works. Do you think she said yes? Yeah. Uh, I it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Uh, uh, I mean, she could have said do... no and then later, yeah. you know, sure. Yeah. Could have happened that's that That's where way. I'm like, huh. Could have happened that way. Gosh, what seems, do you think? Sure seems like Ian wants it's, to watch It's more complicated than that in the show. Uh, yeah, it feels like a show wouldn't be as... Uh, it's no, and then like four episodes later, tensions boil over in the lab, and then he's like, "I was correct. It did interfere." That'd be I'm crazy sure, to happen on TV. Um, for, for sure, for he, sure, he fires for sure, her. Definitely first. not. It's a whole thing. Uh, so I watched. I watched the first episode with, and the second episode with, and I will say, just on the note of, um, for science, for science. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I turned to my best friend and was like, "We should have sex for science." Um, <laughs> How'd that work? Um, anyway, <laughs> so it's a no- it's a novel uh, approach. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I brought it up just because she, my friend, loved it. She thought it was the best. She thought it was a really good show. Only watching so the last that. episode. Huh. We watched. Okay, we watched the last half hour of the first episode and the second episode together. I see. Um, because I... I can understand liking the first episode. I cannot yeah. imagine yeah. liking the second one that we watched. Especially knowing it's the last one. <laughs> yeah. Real, real yeah, dog shit hours. As we said earlier, clearly course. it was not supposed to be. It is weird when I get people to do that. Um, <laughs> like, that is pretty I, especially because she, Especially because she liked the show. She's like, oh, I really like the show. I was like... Would you like to not do this and instead watch the second episode on your own? Because I want to give you that option. Because <laughs> <laughs> what I'm about to do will remove that forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, although it's always weirder with a thing that's based on real life events anyway. I mean, I guess. I mean, you could avoid the spoilers the same way. That don't unless you just don't read. Also, the don't show read is the book. It's not going to come up. This show is only sort of based on real yeah, life. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure the more the more you get, there's into a whole it, thing. The it's like they gave people extra children to protect real life people. That which makes I'm not sure what they mean. Like that I mean, they told sense. stories no, that, makes... that did happen, but then had them happen to a fictional character. So therefore, it's yeah. fine. Is that what it was? They had to protect these people who also did gay conversion therapy. So also fuck mm-hmm. these guys. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I was not expecting that to be a thing that these people did because it's such That's a progressive like thing, thing to have like done this. About. And then it's like, nah, they got really into conversion therapy. They tried to convert a guy named Bob Drag, um, <laughs> who was also in a season where there was a character named Herb Spleeb. Uh, who, played Her- who played Herb Spleeb? That second one was, uh, a, was a fucking Matt Siani name. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is tr- that is Matt. It was someone, who, it was right someone who did. It was someone who did not have a blue link on the Wikipedia page. But I was just like looking at season four or whatever, and uh, cast Jack Lawfer as Herb Spleeb is Herb in here. Spleeb. Nisi Nash could have been a all star if we'd gotten her. There were a few. Four. There were a few because also. Um, Josh Charles was on the show. Josh Charles, Ashley Zuckerman, Betty Gilpin. You know, many people that we might get to another thing. Yeah, Betty Gilpin's on watch now. On watch? You know, for when we do Nurse Jackie. Or American Gods or Glow. Um, That's why I, I said enjoy Nurse Jackie. Gil- I enjoy Betty Gilpin. <laughs> uh, uh, Courtney B. Vance, Danny Houston. I bet Danny Houston was playing an above-the-board guy, like totally yeah. cool chill normal guy nothing Seriously? weird about him oh man if we'd gotten the episode with andre royo as sammy davis jr he would have been an all-star <laughs> okay 
Uh, Judy Greer showed up on this too. Greg Grunberg. Yeah, lots of lots of guys. And Dowd. And Dowd. We're just saying names now. This is fun for me. Alice and Janie won a Golden Globe for this show. Good for her. And of course, we're getting Jeremy Strong. Uh, as we jump ahead oh, to 1969. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, important thing. I can't believe I completely forgot to see this. Travis, you were the most likely one to have seen this. Did you see who was originally cast in this television show? As who? To play William Masters. No. Paul Bettany. Hmm. Different television program. Different, different show. <laughs> different energy if it's Paul Bettany, who is very handsome. Do not get me wrong. Do not, do not get it quit twisted in this. But apparently he also had a say in casting the female lead, which is what stopped the process for a while, and then he left. Was he going to be like, can you huh. just get Jennifer to do it? Or God. If Masters of Sex was a television program about Paul Bettany and Jennifer Conley studying and having sex, the nation would never have recovered. There was that <laughs> one day, that one day that Synesthetic posted that photo of Jennifer Conley and what, the entire and, Top Gun Maverick time. Yeah, and Twitter yeah. shut down for a whole day because Gen X had the microphone for a moment, and all they did was say Jennifer Conley awuga, and everyone talked about it for everyone a whole was day. Like, That's true. Yeah, it's true. I remember <laughs> the tweet that this. started. <laughs> yeah. I remember the tweet that started it all, which was just someone being like, "I am a gay man and have never been interested yep. in a woman," and I just <laughs> dropped my phone at this photo. That's so true. Paul Bettany and Jennifer Conley just doing it. I'm just saying, only 650,000 people watched the like last season of The Americans, and like that's the same kind of vibe that I feel of just like, what if we took this real life hot couple, and they were just slamming it's with, in this it's episode? Different with, but it's, listen, it's different with Jennifer. That's true, and also like that one's different because also you're watching, you're watching Carrie Russell's husband lose his wife to Matthew Reese in real time when you watch The <laughs> Americans, which <laughs> wasn't the case here. <laughs> But oh my god! I I it's I like need the to third just... time we've brought this up. It's <laughs> no, it's so, so, right. it's so insane. <laughs> you just come on. It's you, no, you're it's there. Brutal. You're watching again. I mean, it also like it fits with me to explaining to you guys that Michael Sheen lost his wife Kate Beckinsale on the movie set that she fought to include him yeah. in. That's just that's weird. a terrible time. <laughs> Yeah. It's weird. Right now we're dealing with whatever Sydney Sweeney's pulling that move on some some kid or whatever doing the That's classic like I don't, I don't know. It could be viral. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that that whatever's going on between uh, yeah, Sydney uh Sydney Sweeney and um um uh what's his name? Glenn um, Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Uh yeah, none of that's real. That's all a show. But they are attractive and I'm glad that we're putting I'm glad that we're getting rom-coms again like this. A, a hungry nation turned its eyes to Ticket to Paradise, which barely qualifies as a film. Dude, <laughs> did that get good ratings? I'm not ratings. Like, you know, I think everyone had a good time. I don't think it was like no, a like, did it, did acclaimed it, film. Did it, how did it do at the box office? I will get you the Ticket to Paradise numbers in a sec. Do you know who directed Ticket to Paradise? I forgot. Our I'm friend Old Parker, who wrote the best exotic <laughs> Marigold Hotel, directed by John Madden, who directed the first episode of Masters of Sex. It's a circle. Wow. We live inside it. We're all inside I was of gonna answer Mind Palace right now. <laughs> I was going to answer Stephen's question, but he walked away. Well, I would like to just jump into, again, 
like how Ian was saying earlier in the episode, like when the, when the show just has a storm of like, holy shit. Like for me, it was, yeah, previously on. And then it's like Jeremy Strong and Betty Gilpin are playing couple and he's wearing those glasses. <laughs> I'm amped now. Jeremy Strong loves to have one accessory and make that his character. And <laughs> Trial of the Chicago 7, he had that headband. In one of the worst performances ever put to film. <laughs> Rivaled only by Sasha Baron Cohen in The, the Trial of the Chicago 7. Does, ha- does having a badly shaved head in the big short count as... No, that's perfect, char- <laughs> that's perfect characterization for that guy. Oh, yeah, no, that's a good accessory on that. And he also, his other accessory is the gummies chewing that whole movie. Uh, I will never watch uh, Trial of Chicago 7. Nope. But... Uh, yeah, we're ahead to 1968 now. Steven, uh, Ticket to Paradise made $172 million against its $60 million budget. Pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Pretty also, good. I was like, that movie cost $60 million, and I was like, all right, George was 20, Julia was 20, and then the rest of them <laughs> filming, the rest in, of the and movie filming was on location 20. in Bali or whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah, 1968, uh, Masters and Johnson are now very established, famous sexologists uh, with a book deal with Little Brown. And they party, they go to the, Hefner, they go to the, the, the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, and they're going to they get married. Grotto. They're going to get married to each other. Master's original wife has uh, went to Woodstock and is back now, or whatever. But oh, like, yeah. they all have like a weird relationship where they're like, "It's cool. We're all we're all friends here, or whatever." They're modern men. Yeah, they're just normal men. Imagine, imagine uh, doing anything like this. Going to Woodstock, coming back, and being like, "Well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna leave this life, and but I'm gonna be cool with my ex as we raise our horrifying son." Well, also going to Woodstock and being like, I have achieved a new state of enlightenment and have determined I will go to Berkeley Law. <laughs> I'm going uh, to fl- wear some flowery dresses and my hair is down. I'm a new person. Yeah. Fuck hippies. Sure, I've been there. But yeah, they have this practice. They want to get married. Jeremy Strong's character is a psychologist uh, who works with them uh, on, among other things, conversion therapy, apparently. And... Which at the time they view as like, oh, I'm helping someone who's like having problem, like a, a guy who's you know married but is having problems with his wife because of his homosexual tendencies, and I'm trying to help him or whatever. Like, I guess I understand how one arrives at that, especially if you were as cold and like not empathetic uh, to people as Master seems to be. Oh, I thought you were going to say as Jeremy Strong is, and I no. was like, that's not true. I have a note here from. Jessica Chastain about what a wonderful person Jeremy Strong is. <laughs> oh yeah, how's Jess? He's, I'm sure he's perfectly fine. He's slightly annoying on set, probably, and it's fine. Ian, how's your how's your buddy Jess doing? Uh, you know what? I, ju- I just got a message at the Met Gala. She's blonde now. Oh, nice. That's a hey. Uh, I don't like it. Go back to red hair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'll be. It's so funny for it sometimes you because you know it's such a it's such a distinguishing trait, and then you're like, ah, oh, you're you're assimilating. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's the word I want in that <laughs> one, but okay. Yeah, blonde people are the. Normies. I don't know. Anyway, they want to have their wedding. Um, there's dude at the office who really wants to be their wedding planner. We've all been there before. Yeah, like boring. <laughs> Stuff going on. The main Get source of boards, but like, I I challenge you to stay awake through this whole episode. It is so fucking dull. I was able to stay awake through this whole episode because I kept getting mad about them doing conversion therapy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the rage fueled me. 
Oh, another thing from the beginning uh, is we finally do get to see the opening credits yeah, that, that we didn't get. Oh, in the and first it's all just episode. like, haha, but a little uh, yeah. pink, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know what yeah, I mean? A little, a little, I like the uh, credits. train oh, going oh, to the cock. station. Uh, I, I like <laughs> the credits because of how explicit sometimes they are, where there's literally just like a beaver chomping on a stick, and I was like, the multiple <laughs> levels on this one. It was basically the it was basically the music video for uh, what is it? Um, Foxtrot uniform Charlie Kilo by Bloodhound yeah. Gang. <laughs> wow! Wow! Fuck you! Pole. Don't bring that back into wow. my life. <laughs> wow! I don't know what Ooh. you're talking about. Bloodhound blood they, they Gang. Did, they did fucking. Uh, they did. Uh, I was never a Bloodhound Gang person, believe it or not. Neither that was one, any one it, of us. What yeah, we didn't choose this life. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really encounter them besides <laughs> you know like the one song. You know what it is. 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 You and What's me, that? baby. Ain't Travis didn't go to public mammals. school. Um, I'm just gonna say yeah. that's why. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yes. His. Uh, um, his um, we were too refined. His learning. Yeah. His learning. His geodesic domes. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. ever, uh, they couldn't play Bloodhound Gang in a dome. <laughs> no. uh, Matt, you were starting to say. Oh, they did. They got one thing wrong, which is that the absolute least sexy thing of all time is using one of those butterfly corkscrew wine openers. Just use a regular <laughs> fucking wine opener. Jesus Christ. Sickening to see one of those show yeah. up amongst a bunch of other sexual innuendos. We're talking about the ones that you can make go like this. <laughs> yes. That's He's flapping his wings. Are, those are fun as hell. I don't know what you're talking about. And you, and you just go like this. But, they're, ah! but are they sexy? No, they're they're the fundamentally the least sexy type of wine opener. Yeah, they're, I, they're not. I sexy, like. I also like the parts where they're like, "We need some Yannick imagery." I'm, show a throw a canyon in here. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> throw show show somebody throwing a hot dog down a hallway. They should have. They should have only <laughs> just, yeah, uh, just whipping one down. Uh, they should have had that. Um, they should have had that bus. Uh, like the the bus railing that went viral a couple weeks ago. Where it just had the two dots above yeah. its eyes and it looked like it had hands holding <laughs> the beam and was shoving it in its mouth and someone was just like, I should call her. And I saw that from someone retweeting. It was like, do you have to know how unbelievably horny you have to be on the bus to see this and be like, man. So, so I was disappointed with the opening credits only because, you know, if you're going to put that much phallic imagery in the show... In the show, you gotta, you gotta put it. you gotta put a dick in there. You gotta put you gotta put you gotta we gotta show us a dick. It should have just been like balloons, watermelons, uh, like you know, just like overturned bowls, um, a mountain <laughs> range. Uh, do you think? Do you think um, Michael Sheen was like, I'll drop trow. And they were like, Michael, we don't need you to do that. <laughs> and he was just like, <laughs> like him aggressively, have. like. <laughs> Oh, Sarah's in tonight's episode. Well, I'll just, I'll just whip it out. I have no yeah. idea. I don't think she no, hasn't I, seen I before. I have no idea the degree to which Michael Sheen wants to show his penis. I'm saying he seems like a freak. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, the, the central tension of this episode is that Betty Gilpin's character is married to Jeremy Strong's character is uh, going to start her own practice in New York and is stealing a bunch of their info. Sorry, Travis. I'm, I'm, her, I'm, I'm derailing. Um, <laughs> have we had this conversation? Sure. Uh, one at a time, Matt, Ian, Travis. Um, oh boy, how much would it take for you to show your penis on TV? What? How much money? How much would it take? Show my penis on television? Yeah. How much money? How much Fifty thousand dollars. Okay. I'll, I'll work at scale. I don't know. Me, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, I, uh, you know what? Time out. 
out. Well, yeah, well, fuck it. I don't give a shit. What's the acting scale? Let's let's party. What's the context also? Like, is it like the way every Danny McBride show uses penises, where it's just like this is funny on its own, like it's just perfectly deployed as a comedy bit, or is my is this guy supposed to be hanging dong in a way that's like impressive? Is it like me full body shot, or is it just like is it like jackass? Yeah, have you have you seen Popstar? Yeah, of course. Um, Do you remember the part where there is the one dick because it's they're signing the stuff yeah. Yeah. and he rolls the window yeah. down and he just signs a penis? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Uh, that was yeah, funny. I guess it's that's asking um, it. Yeah, would you be okay with having your penis be there, but it's not noticed, not known that it's attached to you? That's different. No, 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 no. You can see your face and your, you, you can see your penis and your penis. It's not. <laughs> it's. It's not like. It's. Would okay. That's another question. I'm interested. Would it take less if it was a bit for you, Travis? If it was a bit for you to show your penis, would that be less <laughs> money? Weirdly, I want more money. It's less. It's less intimidating than if I'm supposed to be. I like, want more money if it's a bit. If I'm the too. fucking butt of the joke, yeah, yeah, then you gotta pay up. I agree. If you're just treating me as like an object to be desired, of which we all want. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, just, I just think it's less pressure for that if it's supposed to be funny. I think dicks are also I'm just not like it's supposed to be far hard, more comical Travis. than they are uh, anything else. Would it cost more? Yeah, how much? It, how much more, more does it, it cost hard? for it to be erect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Travis, how much? How much if it's erect? Also, uh, you didn't give me an answer. How much? How much? You, how much? How much you? Uh, how much you charging? Me? No, you gave me an answer, Ian. You're the only one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I said it was at scale, and I was like, I don't know what that really even means or how much the uh, thing <laughs> Just whatever, regular, to be a day player on a show, whatever they make. I'm sure it's good. You wouldn't charge any more than you just acting. SAG minimum. Yeah, well, SAG TV, minimum. Cool. SAG minimum. Is. Uh, That's a bit so of a shock, SAG day- Travis. Okay, wait. SAG day rate is $1,000. $1,082. No, nah, that's lame. Okay, uh, give me yeah, no way. one day of one day of work. You get a thousand bucks. All you gotta do is take take your dick out. Whatever. <laughs> no, because it lasts too long. Lasts too long. I'm. I bet you do get a little bit of a bump. Though. I'm charging weekly we, oh, scales. You, oh, do. I don't know. Talk oh, to my agent about it. I charge. Hollywood producers get get to me here. Twenty k. Twenty k for my penis, Matt. Um, I mean, I have like fifty on my student loans, so I guess I'd say that. <laughs> That's okay. so why I, I led with enough where it's like loan, like debt covered, comfortable little ex, you know, little little stuff for me off the top. Yeah, yeah. Like if if I were free of paying off my useless college, and yeah, I could just yeah. go also, back to working it's in like, a restaurant, then we'd be cool. And it and it's also like it's tasteful. It's not like I'm doing you know pornography. Yeah, I don't care how tasteful. Yeah, that's a lot of porn. Yeah. Sex with someone on a screen—that's that's different. That's a lot more. Well, I mean, sex with someone on a screen, like pornography, yeah. And then sex with someone on screen, but like for a film, then I'm like, I'm not doing where that. I'm not, sorry, I where saw you're what not that happened. Actually having sex, but you're just kind of humping. No, 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 no. Where you are actually having sex, oh. but it's being presented the art way. That's the one where I'm like, I'm not doing that one. This has destroyed people's careers because now I'm a commodity and I, I can't do that. You know, Mark Rylance did that in that one movie with the woman from Shallow Grave, and yeah. It's, Whole thing. What does it mean? You hate to see mean? it. He's a commodity. What does that mean? What does that mean? He can be bought and I, sold, like, Stephen. Yeah, like a once, like so. It's like the thing of like you know you were talking about me as an actor. I, my reputation can handle you know like a sex scene, but like actual unsimulated sex on screen that, that gets your reputation. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I want to have sex on screen either. I would pretend to have sex on screen for sure, though. Yeah, it seems fine. You just. 
suck on a boob on screen. That's really all. That's <laughs> hump a belly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you, I mean, you can take it farther. You could do like some Donald Sutherland and, um, uh, don't look now where it's like, is that you about to eat pussy for real on screen? <laughs> and like, <laughs> while looking like Donald Sutherland, I would be way more likely to eat pussy on screen than actually have sex yeah. on screen. I think I'd be a bit more I, confident. I process that as don't look up. I process that as don't look up. <laughs> Not don't look now. No. And I was like, I don't remember Donald Sutherland being in don't look up to begin with. Nor <laughs> do I remember him. <laughs> going to 90 town. or whatever. Oh, yeah, King. <laughs> History of Violence also has a 69ing scene with Maria Bello in a cheerleader costume for like 0.5 seconds. Well, yeah, because it's, it's fucking. It's Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah so. they're trying to stop Betty Gilpin from taking their work. Um, they also are convinced that they've done a great service doing conversion therapy on Bob Drag, but it turns out that uh, it didn't work. Didn't take because it never takes because it's not so, real. When, <laughs> when Jeremy torture. Strong called in to tell them that it didn't work, and that he's like, I can only assume then that Bob is a practicing homosexual, and then he hangs up. And he takes his wedding ring off, and he he he, he puts it, it in the coin slot, or whatever the coin return slot. My only thought, and this is probably only for Matt, but I was like, "Damn, they gave Jeremy Strong the Sal Romano story." <laughs> <laughs> like he's just on a phone, like, "Honey, I'll be home soon," and then it's never seen again. Damn, I want a Sal spinoff show. They all loved Sal. Other other main storylines of this episode, uh, yeah. So the the wife is be- at some point, Masters and his Sal? wife managed to have Master. three kids, uh, despite him initially good, shooting good blanks. Wait, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he he finally. I don't know what he did, but he was able to do it. They and they produced a little Jaden Martell, uh, who hears <laughs> them having an argument and then tries to drive away in the car. Travis, of all the people here, you have to be the one that most, even though you. <laughs> Apparently we're not a, uh, a bloodhound gang guy. You have to be the person who most has like the thing like, oh yeah, kids on the playground said this would raise your sperm count or whatever. <laughs> it's like how Mountain Dew supposedly no. killed it. Yeah, I know the Mountain Dew thing. If you eat um, this, your semen will taste like pineapples or whatever. And all the classics, yeah. Juice. That was the thing. <laughs> if you eat it, your <laughs> semen tastes like but it's not pineapple <laughs> that you eat. <laughs> would, it, would it be great if it was like, I don't know, chocolate, raisins, raisins, raisins makes your salami. Pe- salami. <laughs> if, you, if you eat, if you eat a, if you trail a very umami dick, if you eat mm. trail bologna and cheese, your semen will taste like sucking pineapple. on that umami dick. <laughs> <laughs> this is a challenging episode. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, we're all doing bonds. bad. We're all doing bad cupcake lyrics here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's in redeeming. Those are quite as talented. Uh, yeah, but the kids are mad because yeah, Caitlin Fitzgerald's trying to leave to go to Cal to Cal Berkeley for law school because she met the professor emeritus at Woodstock and achieved Nirvana or whatever. Uh, this is gonna happen to Stephen one day. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm, no, dude. If it was gonna happen to me, it would have been two years ago. Like I'm past it. There's no way. Fuck that. I life. still believe. I mean, honestly, okay. If I met if I met a female professor of sex, sure, she could sweep me away. That's fine. If she wants, does she want? No. 
uh, and then the the Bo Bridges character learns that they're doing conversion therapy, and it turns out that he was a closeted gay man, uh, and so he's pretty pissed about it, and Rightfully no longer so. wants to be the witness at their courthouse wedding that they're trying to do. Because he's like, I will have you discredited if this ever gets like it will be my he, life's work he to sort destroy of ends up you being if you if like this gets the out. like voice of like the twenty sixteen ethics that you're obviously consuming the show from. Um, yeah. Like he exactly. he really was like, Wow, that's weird that the main characters of the show are doing this like awful thing that has had horrible repercussions for it a decade. It truly <laughs> was so staggering. But it is real. Was, like they're not fictional characters, that's a real thing. Yeah, so it was just that thing where I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? What? I'm sorry, they're doing what? Like, I fully 180 mentally. So one thing that is good about the show being canceled where it did is that they don't get a redemption arc for after this. Like, the show ends with them being gay conversion therapy proponents, and that's it. Whereas, like, I think most other television shows... If it had continued on, even it, this show would have tried to make them sympathetic again in some way, and they just well. It aren't seems like it was end. setting up uh, to make him sympathetic and her not. But yeah. if you read on at least a Wikipedia, uh, it's the way that it's made sound like Johnson has been like, oh yeah, it was all him, and uh, his studies that he did for it were like total bullshit, and that never should have been published or whatever. So damn. I don't know if he's throwing her under the bus or if they're just taking a different tack or if they just have different sources. Yeah. I don't know. And like, it's, it's just shocking to me that that's like, that became like a huge part of their thing considering like they were, what they were doing is so transgressive. You would think that they'd just be like, I don't know. I mean, maybe it does get to a point where they're just like, it's so cold blooded as far as like, we are doing this just for science with no like thoughts on the ethical ramifications of it. Then I guess that's how you get there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sure, th- I'm sure that's just like an interesting, like in, in scientific ethics discussions. I'm sure it's been well discussed over the years. Um, yeah. They get married. They almost, he almost is, he's derailed by being yelled at by Bo Bridges. So he almost doesn't get to their courthouse appointment in time. And then as they leave, a bunch of people take photos of them. This episode sucked. I don't know. And then they're like, I show, like- show canceled. Sorry. I like that it had, as I said, the um, the graduate ending. The graduate ending where he like looks uncomfortable at her, and they really got married two years after that in real life and uh, divorced in nineteen ninety three. But yeah, there really wasn't there really wasn't much more. Like this was sort of setting up for a next season that didn't happen by being canceled after four. I assume this is the shortest run Showtime series of all time because uh, <laughs> they tend to average like nine seasons. I mean, how long? I mean, I've threatened to do uh, the American version of, um, of Shameless. Shameless multiple times. Uh, make yeah, Travis you texted me about it, and I was like, "That'll make me sad." I don't. Want yeah, to. yeah, because you liked that show. For, yeah, for uh, some time. I think it went eleven. But the more and more I see the other people from that show in things, the more I'm like, "What if we fucking did it?" I mean, yeah, like this would this would be the time. Fucking the Bear Season 2 and a new Star Wars Jedi game come in. <laughs> like, you gotta. Do you see who they added to the cast of the Bear Season 2? Yes. Our, our good friend Bob O. I hope, I hope Bobby comes in and hugs him and just says, My little the bears. <laughs> My little beef sandwiches. My little. No, he has to say the title of the film. <laughs> it doesn't work if he says something integral to it. Uh, so, yeah, that. Who's Masters of Sex? I'm. Underwhelmed, but yeah. If only it had you been expect to be whelmed by 
maybe like i like sex. a lot of i like a lot of peak prestige era shows but this was just lesser madmen and i'm not a madmen fan yeah i just i just find showtime shows tend to lean into the smut in a way that's like just a bit too much and takes away from yeah but this was showtime trying to be a little bit closer to hbo yeah is how it felt a little bit and it didn't sure. yeah didn't they were land. close yeah it was it was not it was not like a californication type showtime show or whatever matt uh it's your pick next week and i am afraid i will not pretend otherwise uh matt what do we got next week uh, you've got the thing that ian hates which is a choice um you can either watch short and relatively painful or long and probably good but unconfirmed it could also be bad but like i think i will like the long one and i know we will not like the short one i want to see the long one your your last pick was short one you knew we wouldn't like so i guess the long one all right you've you have um honestly wisely avoided most extreme elimination challenge and you oh! have <laughs> more spike tv picks uh and instead we're gonna I, we're gonna continue a show uh, i fucking loved a show i absolutely yeah, oh yeah loved. yeah i i gotta know what eventually we should watch it but like we should all decide to <laughs> watch it and then actually watch takeshi's castle the next week yeah. can i tell you what the, hey it's guys so i have uh, uh i have it? the whole episode i can do the whole episode right now for the mxc one Okay. <laughs> Ethan's about to okay. do the most racist thing. No, no, no. This is us talking about it. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm putting in fucking racist gong sound effects and shit in that episode. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. So instead, uh, look, a lot instead, of it's just a lot of it's just childish humor. Like Guy Ledouche yeah. is not like it's, uh, we can talk about classic. Matt has to go. <laughs> instead, instead we're gonna continue Masters May and we're gonna watch Masters of Horror. Oh, <laughs> Masters of Horror? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Masters May airing sometime. I like this. That's fun. <laughs> I'm picking the Masters then. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if it changed to networks at some I'm point, finding please. The greatest, the greatest tradition. <laughs> the masters. Who here knows the least about Masters of Horror? I've heard of it. I don't know a ton. It's been a minute since I think we've had Travis yeah, do it. Travis, go ahead. So, Travis, I am going to put 30 seconds on the clock. I need you to tell me everything you think you know about Masters of Horror, starting... No. Masters of Horror is an anthology series uh, where various horror directors, um, I think Wes Craven is heavily involved in it, um, probably John Carpenter, probably all sorts of people that you know and love, uh, do probably hour-long horror TV episodes, uh, you know, like Tales from the Crypt or like that Guillermo Toro thing that came out last year, you know, a tried and true kind of genre. Uh, but with and bigger time. names behind it. Yeah, that is uh, basically that. Yeah, Though, yeah. unfortunately, um, I don't think we're going to get looking over at any of the really exciting individuals on it, but we'll still have a fun time talking about another that Showtime might be, show. That might be one that I watch more of. 
That's another Showtime so, show. Yes, that's yes, funny. It was on Showtime. Yeah, it's Masters Showtime. Showtime where did Master Where did Master of None air? Uh, that's on the internet. Unclear. Un, unclear if it's done. Yeah, fair enough. Because uh, it did have a surprise like third season, as Aziz does his like very slow roll comeback, but he's also only appears in like one episode of it. I didn't watch it. Oh, um, we're gonna watch a Don uh, Cascarelli episode. Yeah. You know, the guy who did Phantasm and the Beastmaster and Bubba Hotep. Well, we, yeah. Well, oh, I was going to say, I've never heard of this guy. I'm like, oh, I've seen Bubba Hotep. <laughs> yeah. And a very long time ago. The guy who directed uh, Orochi Blood. Oh, God. Wait, did I just get tricked into watching a J-horror thing? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, will, will, we let, will we let Matt go? <laughs> Jack's deep-rooted fear of the sea. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there is a show called The Master, by the way. Um, it aired for only one season. Uh, has it The Masters ever aired on a different network with a different name? Golf on USA ran from 1982 to 2007 on the USA Network, and it did the first and second round of The Masters. It would be about seven hours of television. Let's not do that. But it would be that's such. That's, that's it would no. be such. I think it's. I think it's a great idea, as like podcasts as art. They would. I guess it would start with the Masters and end with. No, it ends. Yeah, so it would end with the 2007 Masters. Great. Which was the final event for USA Sports. Great. Sounds awesome. Uh, and I don't know who even won the 2007 Masters. Tiger Woods. Maybe. Would you, yeah, man, it'd be so exciting to watch and find out. I especially don't know on the 1982 Masters. Well, thanks to you, listener. Rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. Um, you know, and uh, thanks to the wonderful work of our producers, uh, producer Matt, producer Stephen, who are bringing the podcast to you week in, week out. And producer Stephen laughed at that. He laughed at that, but it is technically true. It's true. Stephen, can you bring us home? Dr. William Masters. He's the alpha dog of coaching medicine.